This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. This week's episode of Kaiju Weekly is sponsored by the good people at Kaiju Live. Stay tuned later in the episode to hear how you can support our friends at Kaiju Live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Prince Travis of the Fifth Circle of the Universe. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Michaela Starr. Why do you get to be the prince? What, you don't like being the, the lady in the leather leotard? I mean, leather... Uh... To be leather has always chafed me, so I don't know. Maybe you know, and leather and and the and leotards they're not they're not really they don't they don't make my hips look good. We uh we are not popular enough of a podcast to have those types of fans who swoon over each of us. Um, otherwise, we would be just like feeding the those fans Although... with images of you. <laughs> <laughs> although although someone on the power trip feed in uh in, on twitter called me the hot one so ah! take that with take that however you will um, <laughs> wow wow Did, had they had they seen you or were they just well t- okay to <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, they only saw my animated avatar, which looks really nothing oh, like me. Yeah, uh, they saw the they saw the the you that was drawn by Rebecca Hudgens. Oh yeah, that's a very attractive mm-hmm. version of you and Nathan both. But uh, she took some liberties. Eh, not so much Nathan. Not so. <laughs> much. Yeah, she took big liberties. I'm like my my jawline is not that chiseled. But thank you, Rebecca, for doing that. <laughs> it's great it's great oh man we don't have a lot of news to cover this week but there are some big things to talk about so we can go ahead and jump into the news for this week all right let's cue the beady beady cue the beady beady And the first bit of news is a new trailer for Shin Ultraman has dropped. This movie is... Which looks amazing. It does. Uh, The movie is still set to come out May 5th? No, May 11th. No, Uh, no, 13th. 13th. Is it May 13th? I Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it's coming out in May in Japan. Uh, but we're not getting it. We, We don't have an official release date for the U.S. or other english speaking markets um if anybody wants to hear my full thoughts you can go and check out the henshin men podcast because we did an entire special report on this trailer alone and uh that came out earlier this week so if you want to hear my full thoughts you can go check out that we me and uh nathan my co-host on there and our co-host in common uh he uh 
we we um we talked about it for about an hour uh and broke down like all the scenes and all the things happening in the trailer so since i've already talked about this trailer to death with nathan i'm gonna let you just kind of share your thoughts about it you mean you mean you sat there and listened while nathan talked about it to death well is that yeah. how it really w- <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh i you know i'm excited i'm i'm more excited for this than i was uh it it had been it had the first trailer that they released sometime last year uh the first teaser trailer to be fair did not look good it did not look good like the the cgi just looked unfinished and everything looked a little bit weird I am so excited now for this for this movie because uh, what we saw of the trailer, we actually have two trailers, two teaser trailers uh, now for the movie. And what we've seen so far looks so good. I am so I'm so excited for this movie. I really hope I really, 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 really hope that they bring it to the United States, which which like they did with with Shin and they could they could do it at like the adult. They could do it at the Alamo or the or Cinemark like they did with Shin uh, and have it as a, a limited release. Um, so so, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I really want to see this on the big screen. Uh, because it does look good. Like even the, the special effects look a lot more refined than they have, uh, since the last time we saw this, or uh, since the last time we saw a, um, kind of a full trailer or a full teaser for it, they look way more refined this time around. Gabora actually looks good. Like, like these, I think it was Elijah or someone that pointed out, excuse me, on, uh, on Twitter, where it said like the monsters actually look like they have weight and significance and even mm-hmm. Ultraman as, as kind of skinny and lanky and, and, uh, 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 uh alien as he looks, he also has a, a good bit of weight to him. Like, especially like I'm thinking of the scene now where he's, you know, kind of shooting his, uh, specium beam and it's just ripping into the, it's ripping into the soil and it just, I mean, there's going to be some really intense, uh, there's going to be some intense uh, iconic shots, I think, because we've already kind of gotten a glimpse of them in the trailer. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of the one where you see Ultraman rise up and there's the city burning around him. Um, mm-hmm. So that's very Shin Gojira. It's very like Shin Godzilla-esque, I feel like. Uh, it's a very, it is a very Ano shot i feel like um so 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 yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of fun i I really hope that i really 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 hope that it's not as disappointing as the ultraman anime yeah yeah the like i said my my full thoughts you can hear on henshin men i am more excited for this movie now seeing this trailer which is exactly what a trailer mm-hmm. should do it should make you more excited right. i've gone on record as right. being more of a common writer fan than i am an ultraman fan mm-hmm. but i do like ultraman you know to a certain extent uh and and mm-hmm. this this movie just looks fantastic uh me and it nathan does. were really talking about how we're just really fascinated by the the story here because we've got like we've got two kaiju you've got uh gabora and what was the other one it was uh naranga 
Naranga and Gaborah are the two kaiju. And then you've got two different aliens that are listed in Mm -hmm. this movie. You've got Zarab, which we do see in the trailer, and Mephilas, Mm -hmm. which you do see in the trailer too, but he's in human form. But in his human form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm really interested to see what the story is going to be, how the story is going to play out. If it's going to be, is it going to lean more into a Shin Godzilla style story or are they going to stay true to what uh, Ultraman is and be more, you know, true to the classic Ultraman? Uh, That's just kind of the questions I have for this and and what I'm excited to see. Yeah, there's really no, honestly, there's no way to know until the movie comes out. Like we can be, I feel like, I feel like we kind of learned our lesson a little bit with, with overly over speculating with Godzilla versus Kong. And I don't want to fall into that trap with Shin. I don't, I want to, I want to temper my expectations for Shin Ultraman. It does look, don't get me wrong. It does look good. I'm very excited for it but I want to also kind of temper my expectations for it uh, mm. because I don't want to be, di- I don't want to be disappointed. Although I'm not a huge common writer, uh, common writer. I'm not a huge Ultraman fan. Like, uh, like some of our friends are Nathan and Danny and others. I don't have as much investment in this. I'm just kind of, I'm hopefully going to be able to go into the theater and watch this from the perspective of, Someone who is familiar with Ultraman lore, but maybe is not so much, you know, immersed in it uh, yeah. as other people. I'm just I'm just hoping to go in there with with an open mind and, and be entertained. And that's really, I think, should be the core. That really should just be the I that could really just should be the idea just to entertain the audience. And I hope it does. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I that's that's me, too. I hope that I am entertained and that it's it's action packed enough to keep me excited, but also interesting story wise enough to keep me engaged. Uh, yeah. And, and that's really all. I, and like you said, I'm not yeah. as deep into it as as some of our friends are, even though I do. You know, we do watch Ultraman for the show and just for for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not as as big a fans as as even like G G man, uh, you know, from I'm uh, expecting I'm really kind of I, I said this. To, I was telling this to I think I was telling this to someone. I think I may have been telling this to, to Nathan when I was talking to him about it. I'm I'm hoping to be entertained without be without the movie being over overly preachy because Ono movies can be very preachy. I feel like Shin Godzilla was very preachy, but that's but it was commentating on a very tragic event, so it makes sense. Um I just hope that we're not going I hope we just don't go into this and it's just not an overly preachy film. I want I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's you know, I hope it's a good story, hope it's good characters, just yeah not well well, something to keep in mind too something to keep in mind too is this is not this is not hideaki movie that he's directing he he Mm -hmm. is he's uh story what is is he he's doing the story and production he's doing storyboard yeah yeah and uh but this is this is higuchi uh, that is directing this so so while while the two of them are a pair that work together on a lot of projects so a lot of things they do they do similarly and ano is involved in this i, I do think that you they know, do have a very distinct directing style though 
yeah, yeah, I think you're going to get those. I think you're going to get more of a Higuchi bend to this than than an Ano, and, and so I wonder. Also, I wonder how that's going to play out with with you know fans of things like Shin Godzilla and and uh, Evangelion who go into this expecting more of like an Ano type thing, and it maybe it might not be. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we'll just have to wait and see. But it is exciting. They just got to get that American release. I mean, we're we're only a month, not even a month away. We're only a couple of weeks, a few weeks away from this movie coming out in Japan. And they have not said anything about it getting a North American or English market release. So I'm just like, oh, please do something. I don't care what, but just something. I mean, I would prefer it in theaters, but something. I and and this is the last thing I'll say about it. I, th- I think we'll get it. I I honest I honestly feel like we're gonna get it. We're just not gonna be a priority. It'll get released in Japan and other places before it gets released here. Which you know it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the next bit of news. There's not much to talk about with this news because the two of us are not gamers so we're not going to have much to say but there is a special event happening on call of duty that's called call of duty operation monarch which is going to bring in godzilla versus kong crossing over with Mm -hmm. call of duty it's coming may 11th that's why i had the 11th in my head because this is coming may 11th um they announced this on twitter and they dropped a trailer for it too and the trailer is the main thing i want to talk about because i don't the play trailer looks good <laughs> yeah the trailer looks good like the trailer i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of folks kind of clamoring online about it and then one point that got brought up one point that got brought up was if if gareth edwards was allowed to do godzilla versus Kong, that's what i was going to bring this up. is what this is what it would have probably looked like. Yes. That's what I was going to bring up. Somebody online, I forget who it was, um, mm. mentioned that if Gareth Edwards had had, was able to direct Godzilla versus Kong, it probably would have looked like this yeah. for better or for worse, because it is very right. gray. It is very gray. Mm. Very whereas much. Godzilla versus Kong. One thing you can say about it, it was vibrant. <laughs> oh, it was extremely vibrant. And that's one of the things I loved about that movie is it is uh-huh. so like vibrant and neon and you saw and you could see everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the trail, I mean, the trailer looks fantastic. I mean, if this was a, if this was a, a Godzilla versus Kong video game and not a Call of Duty game, I would have been more excited for it. Um, the design that they they're using for Godzilla, the model that they're using looks like the 2014 version. It does not look like the King of the Monsters or the, or it definitely doesn't look like the, the GVK version. Uh, have you had a chance to look at it close enough? Uh, I haven't dug super. I haven't really dug like really close into it. Um, to be fair. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to look, I'm it's only like a minute long. So I'm just, I'm looking at it here now. Um, God, this, this trailer does look good though. It's very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, Kong looks good though. Kong looks, Kong looks very good in this. Although he looks a little weird. Uh, he doesn't look as maybe burly. He doesn't look as burly from, as he did from like GVK. I think they used the model from Skull Island too and just, you know, just bigged it up. Maybe. 
um because because he did not it did not look like the the gvk model it looked like a, a, a oh that boy. does oh that does look like oh yeah that does look like 2014 just with 2019 spines on top on his back mm-hmm yeah. Oh, that does that, look like in the like the face. The face is yeah. a lot. Um, it's a, it's the it's the muzzle. It's the face. Like the face looks a lot. Um, uh, the, well, first of all, the head on G uh, the head on GVK or GVK the head on 2014 is a lot. It, it looks a lot bigger in comparison to Godzilla's body uh, because of just the just because Godzilla just was not as large there. Um, mm-hmm. proportionally, I like this more. I wish that this is what they had kind of had from the beginning, even with 2014, this particular design, but I can see what people are saying. It does look like, it does look like, um, it does look like 2014 to me, like, especially in yeah. that face, that face is way too clean. It does not look like hard. It doesn't look like scarred up and grizzled like it did in, in Godzilla versus Kong or even, uh, 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 king of the monsters it does yeah. look like 2014 godzilla yeah I, that's what that's what i'm thinking it, it's it's a 2014 model that they kind of made some change, changes to it might be mm-hmm. it might be a king of the monsters model and it just the way it the way it's looking on in the trailer just uh makes it look cleaner and more like the 2014 mm-hmm. but for my money i'm thinking that's a 2014 model that they made some tweaks to but it could be it, i could be wrong i could be wrong but it's definitely not the gvk model i know that just looking no at it, that's tell not it is not the godzilla yeah. versus kong and it's the same with kong looking at him and i'm i'm sitting here looking at a picture of him. you can look at him and tell that is not the gvk model for kong no, um I, like I, the only the, thing i can the, uh-huh the muscle the muscle mass is different I'm looking at kind of a still image here. The muscle mass is a little bit different. The f- like it's the face, man. Mm-hmm. It's the face that's kind of throw it's the face that's throwing me off. Uh because his face it's so weird because the face on this model doesn't match the body. It's right. a very like it's a it's a Kong Skull Island design. The beard isn't as the beard he doesn't have as long a beard. Um so, okay, so here's, here's, okay, so here's something interesting to think about. When, what time, like, when is this supposed to be set? Like, what time, like, what, what time period is this supposed to be set? Because that looked like no a vintage, idea. that looked like a vintage airplane. Yeah, but I could I be have, wrong. I don't know, I, I don't know my no airplanes. Idea. I don't know anything okay. about Call of Duty. I don't know, I, I don't know if this is going, what this is going to be set what time period it's going to be set in any of that kind of stuff. I have no idea. I don't know. You could, you could reason them. Well, no, no, this still wouldn't. Well, I'm trying to remember. Did Kong have, did Kong have those three scars on his chest before GBK or after? Uh, he had them before because it was Ramorak who, who scratched him on his chest. Okay. 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 And then Godzilla so I'm just trying to think. So maybe, Right. So I'm just kind of wondering if maybe this is like, if you could, I, I'm, we're probably reading way too much into this, but you yeah. could reasonably say you, you could reasonably say that this was after King of the Monsters, but before GVK. So this is like sometime, or maybe it was, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I, it's just, 
it's so it's i don't know it's just so weird but we've spent probably way too much time on this uh yeah well well well, well more than two, it probably deserves <laughs> two things two things i want to to mention yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i don't even know if this is like going to be a canon t- basically quote unquote story or if this is just going to be kind of like a, a fun adventure thing that you can do i like i said i don't know i haven't played call of duty i don't know anything about it other than i know what it right the general idea um but two things i want to mention one the music that's in this trailer was put together by bear mccreary and he went Mm -hmm. on twitter as saying that this was you know he he wasn't done with the uh monster verse the godzilla franchise he was you know this was his uh, his next step in the godzilla franchise i was like that's cool they actually brought bear mccreary in to do the music for this trailer also the models that they use for these two monsters they actually did have people mocapping them they weren't just you know all done in computers they did have mocaps because the actor who did Godzilla, the mocap for Godzilla was on Twitter. I can't remember his name. I didn't have it. I don't have it in front of me, but he went on there as saying, you know, this was, yeah, this was him acting out this scene and it was uh, a lot of fun to do. So, so I, I just, I thought that was really neat. They really, they put a lot of money into this trailer. I was like, I cannot believe it. They, they used models from the movies. Again, where we speculate on which movies they brought in the <laughs> guy who did the music for the movie for one of the movies and used actual actors to act out the, the kaiju in this. And it's like, man, they put a lot of effort into this trailer for this, for a, a they did. crossover video game thing. <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah, they absolutely did. They, they put a, they put a, a crap ton of effort into it, like more than, more than what you would expect them to. Yeah. Uh, because they could have gotten, a, I feel like they could have gotten away with so much less um yeah. for this so i the only thing i can say is i'm just kudos to the people behind this game you know this whole event because they they did a good job with this uh that's that's really the oh only, yeah for the, sure. the bottom line of what i wanted to say um moving on to the to the last bit of news that we're going to talk about is netflix has announced that they are ending the ultraman series that that the anime uh at season three so next year will be the final season 2023 that's when season three comes out and that is going to be the final season this comes not long after what was it last week or two weeks ago when we talked about the announcement that they were ending pacific rim the black with the season that is out now so we've speculated and we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about pacific rim the black is is this or what we we were speculating is this the plan all along or is this netflix pulling the plug earlier than expected um hearing i haven't watched it yet but hearing what people have thought of this the new season of ultraman season two that just came out uh and now hearing all the stories and and information that we're getting from netflix and or about netflix this is definitely mm-hmm. Netflix pulling the plug way too soon. There is no yeah. way that that this was the plan all along because because like this Ultraman anime, I mean, the it's based on the manga. And yes, they have made some changes from the manga. So it is it is different. But the manga is still going 
and it's like on on like volume 20 something or 30 something or something like that you like they're they're way into it so there is a ton of material in the manga that they have not even come close to touching in the anime and so i can imagine they planned on doing this for like years you know like like maybe 10 seasons and netflix is like nope we're not doing it and pulled the plug i just find it after because i i've already you haven't seen it yet you haven't watched the season you haven't watched season two yet no not yet i just when i watch season without getting too spoiler because we will we will get around to it sooner rather than later um everything in season two felt really rushed mm-hmm. and i'm That's one heard. it just felt it just felt so rushed and you know to not to not to project too much it just i was ext- i was i was actually really disappointed in the uh in in season two i really was i to be to be fair and we'll get into it probably next when we talk about that but yeah i was extremely disappointed in the fact that we waited so long for this Mm-hmm. Like, okay yeah i mean i get and it now Pandemic, and i don't COVID, blame but i don't blame the create the people involved in ultraman like the the actual boots on the ground creative team i don't blame them mm-hmm. i put the blame solely at the head of netflix at the at the people in charge over at netflix um, i was talking mm-hmm. to i was talking to a friend recently and we were talking about mm-hmm. how 10 years ago 10 or 10 mm-hmm. or 12 years ago Sure. Everyone was talking about how Netflix was like the safe haven, the 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 arc that that creative people who who have their shows. Ow! I just I hit my headphones with my pin, and that <laughs> caused an echo in my ear. Ow! Hello. Um, <laughs> that creative people who have their shows denied or canceled on network television can go and mm-hmm. hop on this like lifeboat or whatever you want to call it of Netflix, because Netflix is a place where, you know, they could, they could create something that the networks wouldn't green light or would, would have canceled way too soon. But now fast forward 12 years later, Netflix is behaving exactly like a network. They are behaving the way that networks behave with with like television programming and they're and, and they're they were supposed to be different they're not a network they're they're a streaming service but yet they're behaving like a network and it's so aggravating and and this is this is i mean most people have probably heard the news netflix has lost a ton of subscribers now they put they they put it up to they chalk it up to the fact that people are sharing passwords. And so that's why a lot of people have dropped Netflix. And so that's why they oh, want to crap. Put, I mean, there's probably some of that, but there's probably some of that, but not 200 million people's worth. Yeah. Not, not, well, yeah, not as many as what they, they have lost. And, and then, you know, some other people said, well, you know, you also have to factor in the, the amount of people who have died during the pandemic that that probably did, you know, a bunch of them were probably subscribers to Netflix and that you lose some numbers that way. Yes, that's true. Again, that's not going to factor into the amount of people who have dropped off. The amount of people who have dropped off, it, it, just from my point of view, I don't know, but just from my point of view, 
is because Netflix is doing terrible business and terrible, making terrible business decisions and terrible creative decisions. And Mm. one of, and, and part of that is canceling shows that are fan favorites that are doing well within the niche that they're doing, but not serving the algorithm. And that's one of the things that irritates me so bad. I mentioned, I didn't, I, I think I mentioned a little bit about it when we were talking about Pacific Rim, the black, but what I have heard from people who have dealt with Netflix in recent years, in recent times is the Netflix mm-hmm. higher ups are approving or canceling shows based on algorithms, not viewership, not uh, sustainability, not anything like that. They're doing it based on algorithm. The algorithm says this is not going to do well, so we're going to go ahead and cancel it before it even so, has a chance to do well or not. So before, like, they're not even basing it off of like search results. Like, people actually Mm-mm. are they basing it off of people actively searching for the thing, or are they basing it off of a of a, what a uh, inanimate object AI says? That that is what I've heard is what they're doing. They are basing it off of okay. what and uh, the algorithm is saying. They're basically punching in numbers into a computer, and the computer says this is the this is such and such sustain, you know a, a viability for this right this you know property, and they're approving or or canceling it based on that. And another big news that happened today, or at least that came out today was that Netflix has essentially gutted their animation section, their whole, you know, animated Mm -hmm. animation uh, department. They have gutted it. And part of that, I mean, of course, you know, that's, that goes into why Ultraman and, and Pacific Rim the Black gets canceled, but they've canceled projects that were in the works that people have been looking forward to, like Bone, the adaptation of the comic book Bone. People were losing their minds over this. They wanted this so bad, but they've canceled it now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they're pushing forward a Boss Baby TV show or <laughs> Boss Baby related properties because Boss Baby does better on the algorithm than things. And, and, and I am a huge animation fan and i i have talked about i don't know if i've talked about on this podcast or not but i am kind of an animation snob and animation fan and some of my favorite things that have been on netflix within the last like five years have been animated properties because a lot of the animated properties have been really good and you know some of the original content that they put out that's animated you know we talk about ultraman we talk about pacific rim the black but you also have um Kipo, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts and uh, Cosmic Kid and things like that that are are geared towards actual kids, but they're still like fun mm-hmm. family adventure stuff. Uh, right. Camp Cretaceous, uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, things like that. And this is the stuff that is getting canceled now because they because of an, because of Netflix's higher ups wanting to operate the way that network television does i mean you and i talked about this before we got on this podcast and i am i'm giving serious consideration to just canceling my netflix as well one because i'm finding the content that i want to watch on other streaming services 
and some of which some of those streaming services are even free to pay for or not there's no fee you, they're free to use like Tubi I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot a lot of like Japanese you can find a lot of like Tokusatsu shows on Tubi now and so I've been watching Tubi more than say net I don't think I've opened Netflix in probably 3 months um well I I think I, I opened Netflix to watch Ultraman but that's about that's it uh, but mm. I don't think I've watched, I don't think I've opened Netflix in, in about three months. Uh, so I'm giving serious consideration and canceling my Netflix as well, because I feel like the amount of content is increasing, but the quality of content is decreasing. Does that make mm. sense? Or the, or at least, or at least the, or at least the content that I want to see is decreasing. Yeah. Which makes yeah. me super concerned. It makes me really concerned for shows like singular point. Like what happens to Singular Point? Does it not play to the, if if Ultraman's getting if Ultraman's getting the axe? Sure. Like what happens to Godzilla Singular Point? Does that not yeah. even get renewed? Does yeah. it just kind of hang out in the ether? I mean, what happens to it? Yeah. Well, the the one the one saving grace for things like like Singular Point is that they are they're they're being released through netflix but they're actually Mm. being produced by an animation studio that's separate from from netflix so netflix is not actually the ones creating the show they're just the ones releasing the show distributing the show so because of that this the animation studios and and toho can be like well we're just going to release it through I don't know, like, like Crunchyroll or, you know, something like that mm. instead. <clears throat> and, and their numbers may right. not, their numbers may not do as well, but they can be like, whatever, we're going to do it that way instead. They can have a little bit more control over, over the situation in that, at yeah. that point. Yeah. So this is, this is from IGN.com. So according, uh, so Netflix's director of creative leadership and development for original animation, which was Phil Rinda was let go this mm-hmm. week with several of his staff. Like I said, they're kind of gutting that um, said not only that, but several high profile animated series have now been canceled, including bone, which we talked about, which was the adaptation of the comic book from <clears throat> Jeff Smith. Love that comic book. I was really right. looking forward to this animated series along with a few other people. Um, also an animated a- adaptation of Ro- uh, roll dolls, the twits, was was canceled a bunch of things like that have been canceled so i i I, this is what gets me that there was a change in direction at netflix animation uh rinda who was let go originally had told creators we want to be the home of everybody's favorite show that was kind of their their motto uh for it but now the mantra is has been replaced with we want to make what our audience wants to see which is that that mantra comes from Netflix co-CEO Reed Hastings. And that just kind of mm-hmm. tells you right there where their priority or how they're how they're doing, how they're running their business. Uh, like I said, they're the the way that networks, the way that networks decide on on shows and everything and, and ratings and stuff like that, all based around the Nielsen system and and things like that has has been a, a a very terrible way of doing business for a long time the only problem was or the only thing that's kept it around is because it was the only option but then i hate the nielsen system i don't think the nielsen system is even an effective way to 
Right. It's not. Things. It's not, which is what's the problem. But the problem was that was the only system that was out there because that's what networks right. used. But then streaming services provided an alternative for network mm-hmm. programming and, and could, could do, do something different. And the, and the fact that the biggest streaming service of them all is now reverting to doing business the way they're not using the Nielsen system, but they're using an algorithm you know, that is basically like the Nielsen system in deciding what gets sure. approved and what doesn't. And, and the way that they're doing their business and constantly upping their prices, constantly going up and up and up just when, when there's oh, no Netflix just increased. Oh, Netflix yeah. just jacked the price from, I think it was like 1299 to 1999. Now granted yeah. with that price hike that you get like 4k ultra HD content, but here's the problem. There's not enough 4k ultra HD content to, to make me stick around. That's, yeah. that's the problem I'm running into. Yeah. So it's just, it, 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 it's infuriating and it's a shame to see this, this happen to Netflix. And I, and I don't know what they're going to be able to, to do to save themselves. Can we just not go back to the, can we just, can we not just go back to the days of, of the mail in Netflix? Where you mail a DVD? Where you mail Here's a DVD my question. and get some <laughs> here's my big question that kind of this is what all what i was leading to people have been saying ever since because you know, it was one thing when you had netflix and hulu but then as sure. more and more streaming services now there's like you know there's five billion streaming services out there that oh, exist there's so many yeah and people have been and saying now you've got the, and on uh-huh. top of that, you've got things like you've things you've, you've now got things like sling tv that gives you network television on demand now you've got yeah. things like that now too and that networks, was not around when netflix started right and networks themselves like yeah you know, like paramount are doing Plus, their own apps yeah are doing their own apps and 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 peacock and stuff are doing their own stuff with original content that makes people actually want to go and watch it because i mean a lot of the star trek content yeah. that's on um, paramount has been drawing a lot of people into it um so my question, a lot of people have been mentioning how the bubble has to burst at some point, that they can't just keep growing. Is is this stuff happening with Netflix, the canary in the coal mine of that is the sign that the bubble is about to burst? And and is the I think is, so. Is the streaming is the is the streaming kind of bubble going to collapse in on itself? And if so what are we going to have left when it all, when the dust fades away? You're going to have a thousand different streaming services and people are just going to have to start just similar to what they're doing now. They're going to have to just pick a la carte what they want to watch. Well, but see, that's uh, what we're what doing now. Of... But what I'm saying right. is if, if that's that, that system is not sustainable, that's not a sustainable model because it's just going to the prices, like we said, the prices keep increasing for all of these individual things, and they keep they keep adding more to them. So the inflation just mm-hmm. keeps going up and up and up. It's just going to eventually collapse. That's what that's what most people are saying. I don't, you know, it, it is very possible it doesn't collapse, but but everybody keeps saying it, it's going to collapse at some point because it's not sustainable. So if it does collapse. What's what is the aftermath going to look like? Right. You know, we all we all said for the longest time, didn't we, that, 
you know, once there was a competitor, Netflix would change. Netflix would prioritize, re, re, reshift its focus. Well, now there's 20 different competitors and they, they're getting worse. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. So I think what's going to happen, I think, I think, and, and this is just me, huge speculation on my part. Nobody take anything I say with any kind of authority at all, but just from, from my opinion, what I think is going to happen is the bubble's going to burst and the, the, the streaming services that are solely streaming services, not go like subsidized by other things like how disney plus is a part of disney so it's subsidized hbo is is a part of warner brothers discovery so it's kind of subsidized but things like netflix and all that are that are solely streaming services are going to collapse they're going to end up having to merge with the ones that are subsidized by other companies and i think that what's going to happen is things like hbo max disney plus even paramount plus are going to start buying out things like netflix and others that that are out there well there's always the there's the rumor now that apple wants to buy netflix yeah uh for its content for its content ip because now you've got because because i also that's another one that i have that it's like four bucks a month but i have apple tv plus as well Um, and there's all, there's been rumors for the last couple of years that Apple has has been looking to buy Netflix for its content IP, uh, because one Apple has the money to do it. They're a multi-billion dollar company. Um, and so they're trying to build their library (laughs) and honestly, their library has gotten very good in the last, Mm -hmm. uh, the last few uh, the last few years, like they're con like they had one, the, uh, their movie Coda. I actually, mm-hmm. I watched it the other night, the one that won best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really, and it's been a long time since I've watched a movie that won best picture that I actually liked. I actually liked Coda. Nice. So nice. I haven't their content, their content has gotten very good at the, at, in the last little bit. Now we've got, the monster verse coming and things like that. But I think you're right. That's, this is all tan, tangent, tangential, tangent, chant. The word is hard. Words are hard. Um, but I think you're right. I think eventually Netflix and some of these very solely straight, these very like niche, not, well, not necessarily niche, even streaming platforms are going to be bought out by networks. And it's just going to be, it's, it's essentially going to be the network wars all over again, just with streaming. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have the network wars on your computer instead of on your television. And it's essentially going to be that. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially, we're basically, I, I mean, I know people, the doom doom and gloom people, you know, point to it. But, but I mean, it, I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that, like, Warner Brothers Discovery um, and Apple and uh, Disney are going to be the only ones left. Uh because they because either the other ones have collapsed or they've bought out the other ones mm-hmm. and and yeah, they've all sure. merged into those just so you're going to have just the three and i i just think that's the direction it's going and and this is a i mean we've we've fallen down a deep rabbit hole away from uh them canceling ultraman but just there's a lot <laughs> of news involving uh maybe a lot <laughs> hey there audio listener if you've stuck around this long uh, and this has not been cut out of the podcast. Thank you. Uh, cause that was yeah. a very deep rabbit hole. 
Yeah, well, now it's time for me to take my tinfoil hat off and stop anything <laughs> about the, the death of streaming and uh, move uh. on to our main topic this week. But before we get to our main topic, we want to have an ad read here. We want to give a shout out to the sponsor for this week. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsors this week, Kaiju Live. If you're a collector of fantastic Kaiju merch, make sure to check them out online at kaijulive.shop. They are supporters and sponsors of this podcast. They've been supporters for a while now, but above that, they are fantastic people who know exactly what it's like to be a collector. Check out their store, kaijulive.shop, for lots of kaiju and tokusatsu goodness. Every week, we like to hint to our main topic by asking a trivia question and we like to give a shout out to the people who answer that trivia question uh last week's trivia question was which 1978 sci-fi film did david hasselhoff get a rough bout of food poisoning during the filming of uh and we have a quite a few answers this week i'm surprised we got the amount of answers that we got i'm really I'm I'm really yeah I'm really kind of surprised that people actually and we actually got people we actually had people that got it right which surprised me even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like what we're cover, what we're talking what we're talking about is an extremely obscure movie uh, that not a lot of people would know about. But anyway, but this yeah. is but maybe I'm maybe I'm underestimating our listeners. So if I'm doing that, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. So, uh, starting with Spideris, who sent us generic Star Star Wars ripoff film that isn't War in Space. <laughs> That's right. It's not the War in Space. It's also not Battle it's Beyond not the War Stars. In space. That's right. It's not the War in Space. The War in Space was better. I, uh, uh, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get to it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, our friend Chris Deggle, who I want to sidebar, uh, wish a quick recovery and hopefully he's not having too many uh, symptoms and side effects because we just uh, he just posted on Twitter earlier this week that he found out he tested positive for COVID. Um, hopefully oh, he's no. okay. I mean, he shared it on Twitter, so I'm hopefully he's okay with me mentioning that on, on the podcast, but uh, just hope he's doing okay. It shows how much I've paid... It shows how much I've paid attention. I didn't know that. Chris, I'm so sorry. I hope you're doing well uh, and a speedy recovery to you, good sir. Yeah. Uh, but he answered Barf Watch, <laughs> which I really liked. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. <laughs> that's, an- that's another one we can talk about, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Baywatch <laughs> and David Hasselhoff was barfing, so... <laughs> um oh 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 i i thought that was a Spaceballs reference never mind oh okay yeah i mean it could be it could be it works on many layers there are many layers i to took it as a Spaceballs reference but okay all right there are many layers to the barf um <laughs> uh speaking of barfing um <laughs> elijah sent in <laughs> I'm sorry, Elijah, uh, from his Kaiju Conversations podcast uh, account, uh, Yeti Crash. <laughs> Danny at the Godzilla Novelization Project. Well, I want to save I want to save Danny's for for last because Danny Danny gave us the correct answer, so I want to get all the funny answers out of the way, and then we'll get uh, to okay, him. Gotcha. We'll do Danny's uh, last. Danny, we will we will read you out last. Uh, 
my favorite from this week, no, no shade to anybody else, but just because of knowing me and knowing what I love, my favorite answer this week comes from Nathan from the Monster Island Film Vault podcast and our co-hosts on the Power Trip and Henshin Men uh, <laughs> sent in Common Knight Rider. You're such a suck up, Nathan. <laughs> he knew exactly what buttons to push. Wait, wait, hold on. You're such, you, you might want to wipe the brown off of your nose, good sir. Nathan knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> anyway. I think, every, I think he knows how to push everyone's buttons, but yeah. I digress. Uh, so now I... I don't know how to say this, uh, this Twitter handle, but it's Dinos Daimonen. Uh, I can't remember. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm very sorry uh, for not we'll just being call it. To- I, I tell you what, we'll just, we'll just call it Triple D. There we go. And that's Triple very appropriate D. for this movie too. Triple D. Triple yeah. D. Uh, <laughs> he sent in, or he or she, they, whatever, um, sent in The Adventures of Goldilocks, Space Badass Caroline Monroe, and Hoff Solo. I love that. I love that. It's good. It's good. good. Thanks, Triple D. And then our friends over at Record All Monsters sent us Burger Crash. <laughs> <laughs> making fun of the way uh, you pronounced like burger king last week <laughs> burger king i don't even remember did, how you did, did I it i just i don't know now now you're making me you're making me really self-conscious now robert um uh i, I have to go back and listen to see when i you said it I funny said and i laughed at it and made a made a joke burger about king. it <laughs> oh i said it like burger king or something yeah, like you that. said it know, funny whatever. i don't remember exactly how but you said it in a funny way whatever <laughs> go ahead and make fun of me it's fine my feelings burger aren't hurt at all king. burger king <laughs> uh raymond martin sent in night riders on the storm i like that that was a good one night riders on the storm mm-hmm. okay that's enough i was gonna make a i was going i was trying to uh think of other uh night rider and common rider references to put in there but i forgot how the song went so <laughs> i just drew a blank uh crystal lady That's- jessica sent in baywatch no way any of those girls had realistic proportions jessica are you saying that pamela anderson's boobs count as kaiju <laughs> because if they do we will cover it on the podcast (laughs) i'm just picturing i'm just okay 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 nick blackler nick blackler I've got a job for you, sir. I've got, I've got a job for you. As soon as I remember, as soon as I find, as soon as I find the name of this ultra kaiju, I need you to either draw it or Photoshop it. Um, I need you to, I need you to Photoshop this kaiju on top of Pam Anderson 
because this is the only thing I can think of now whenever you said, when you asked, when you posed the question, is Pam Anderson boobs, Pam Anderson's boobs, a kaiju? Wow. That is. Which ultra ultra kaiju are you talking about? I'm talking. Is it Zeton? talking. No, 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 no. Well, no. Because Zeton, Zeton I always say, looks like he has boobs. Zeton counts too. Zeton, uh, or what is the one? I know, but what is the one that looks like a big ball? The one that has like a little tiny head. It kind of looks like a nipple, but it looks like a big ball. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, oh God, what is it called? This is terrible because I can't think, I can't think of what it's called. Uh oh 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 it's uh t t tongu t t a t t a k t a k k o o n g u so you could literally call it tongu that that one okay because it's it's round and it's it's a very bulbous shape and its little head looks like a nipple. There you go. Nick Blackler, there's your assignment for this week. I don't know if we ever mentioned on the podcast, but um, after (laughs) after we recorded our Power Rangers Turbo episode with um, with Jr. and Jack from we should have invited Jack on this episode. I know we should have invited Jack on this episode. Uh, <laughs> but after we recorded that episode i because we we made so many jokes about uh diva talks boobies that i photoshopped yeah. pictures of the the bird booby onto her yeah. chest and i sent that the to you boobies. at at three in the morning <laughs> and i just i just remember like at, like just thinking Michael what is going through Michael's head that he gets a message from me at three in the morning <laughs> of diva talks with two bird heads just stuck to her chest <laughs> and it's gonna be the same with this we're just gonna get a message early in the morning one day of just of of Pamela Anderson with this kaiju just plastered onto her chest <laughs> it's gonna be glorious it's gonna be glorious oh, God. <laughs> anyway um <laughs> God. damon noise sent in bay of pigs watch a science fiction allegory of president kennedy's disastrous invasion attempt uh that's interesting that was a that was a that's a good one that's a that was a that was a very higher it's a nice brow. little it's a it's a highbrow kind of really historical reference. Good for you, good for you, Damon. It's it's yeah. almost like you know things. It's almost like you know things. So yeah, good for you, man. You're not yeah. just you're not just a, a reptilicus fan. So there we go. <laughs> and then of course, like we mentioned, we were going to do his last because he got the correct answer. Uh, Godzilla novelization project. Our friend Danny Demana sent in Star Crashed, aka the best Star Wars movie. Yes, <sighs> our main topic this week is Star Crash from 1978. It was directed and co-written by now. The in the 
in the credits he's called lewis coates but it's actually that's the american an american name that italian filmmaker luigi cozy uh used because he wanted to sound more american for the american audience mm-hmm. so it's it was directed and co-written by luigi cozy or lewis coates starring marjo gortner caroline monroe christopher Plummer, which my goodness <laughs> David Hasselhoff, Joe Spinell, Judd Hamilton, and Robert Tessier. And you said you had a funny plot breakdown. So give us a funny plot breakdown. I, I did. I wrote a plot breakdown for this. So I'm gonna ho- I'm gonna try to get through this without screwing it up. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> oh, way too hot for TV. I see. Hang on. A way too hot for this movie space outlaw uh, smuggler and her alien companion, handsome McPerm are recruited by the emperor of the galaxy to protect earth from the dollar, from the dollar tree, Darth Vader in a high action, high adventure, star Wars knockoff. You have to be high to enjoy while questioning everything, you know, about good science fiction, not even the likes of MST three K or a very young David Hasselhoff can save the audience and myself from the abysmal acting and giant, mechanized tatas that await <laughs> brilliant brilliant okay uh opening thoughts of I course wanna... <laughs> before we get to our full opening thoughts i just have to ask you is this mm-hmm. a kaiju film <laughs> no it's not <laughs> i'm just gonna go on i'm just gonna go I'm just going to go out on a leaf and say, no, it's not. Pam Anderson's tits are more of a kaiju than this movie. Um, this... There's your soundbite. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I will admit, and I will admit this. This is not a kaiju film. But uh-huh. there is enough stuff in this movie that is influenced and inspired and in some ways ripped off from Ray Harryhausen films that I counted it as something that we could cover since we have been going through and and systematically or or occasionally, I should say, uh, going through the Ray Harryhausen cinema uh, filmography. There's enough. How dare you? There is. How dare you correlate the great name of Ray Harryhausen with this, uh, this God awful movie. There are, there are actual full on, uh, I know. You know, like scenes that are taken straight from some of Ray Harryhausen's films and 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 some of the work that he's done. A lot of this was inspired, or a lot of the at least you know, some of the stuff that was in it was inspired by Ray Harryhausen. So, like, I, because of that, I wanted to cover it on the podcast, even though it's not a kaiju film. There is a giant mm-hmm. robot in it for about five seconds so you know right you know we at least have something giant in here that's not just well boobies uh look (laughs) speaking of speaking speaking of giant speaking of giant there are only two things i like about this movie and they both belong to carolyn monroe (laughs) so there you go that is my opening thoughts of star crash okay (laughs) my opening thoughts for this movie I I am hugely fascinated by this movie. So I have talked about on this podcast before how, how terrible it is or because the fact that they made this movie in earnest. 
this is an earnest attempt at a movie. I have talked about on this podcast before how my favorite, like so bad they're good movies are not the ones that are just bad, but that are obviously made with the intent of making a good movie, but they just fail really hard. And I have to say, if you take if you if you take away all the pomp and and kind of uh, fanfare and ev- all of the baggage that comes with Star Wars and just put yourself in the mindset of someone who has who, who you know, never saw a Star Wars before, never seen a Star Wars movie before. There's no such thing as Star Wars. That movie comes out for the first time. You go in to see it you it is just as weird as this like there is not like yes this movie is weird yes this movie is dumb yes this movie is bad in parts but and cheesy and silly and and to be fair there are some really there's some really cringy there's some really cringy dialogue in star wars too and that's what i'm saying like the i that's what i find so fascinating is that this movie didn't succeed but star wars did whereas like i feel like there there's i yes there is there is a difference in quality we yes there is but there's not enough of a difference in quality (laughs) i'm sorry uh star wars fans but there's not enough of a difference in quality to account for the fact that this movie kind of slipped into obscurity like I, congratulations I, you have just you have just gotten us 21 star ratings by all <laughs> by all the star wars fans who uh who listen to this podcast congratulations congratulations travis by saying that you have just killed us i i i am taking i'm going down and i'm taking this podcast with me <laughs> <laughs> but somewhere if you if you are someone who who ascribes to the idea that there that that uh, of the multiverse that that there is there are infinite number of realities that exist out there mm-hmm. and number of of universes that exist somewhere in the multiverse there is a universe where this movie star crash is the big hit and has 10 sequels and star wars is the one that slipped into obscurity because i can totally see that happening i don't i i can see this movie for some reason becoming the hit that star wars is it just it it really just takes a few tweaks and a few little changes in history it's like someone went back in time and tried to save jfk and in the process of saving jfk star crash became the the number one movie franchise in the in the world i mean our lead actress has the same our lead actress has the same last name as jfk's lover marilyn monroe so spelled differently it all, though it all works spell a little differently, but it all works out. Um, I mean, I get what you, I get what you're saying, but I will say that one of the redeeming qualities of this movie is the fact that it has a robot that talks like this. Uh, and it talks <laughs> with a really L- deep, it talks <laughs> with a really deep Southern drawl to him. And <laughs> it's time, it's time for a little robot chauvinism. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says it in the movie. He says it in the movie. I 
<laughs> I love this movie Let me, so much. <laughs> Let me just whip out my gun and show you a little bit of robot chauvinism. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Amazon's on horseback. <laughs> Woo, doggy. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, he's, he says woo doggy or woo at some point in this he movie. He says woo like, doggy. <laughs> this movie, I cannot, I cannot find it. I like, I cannot find it in myself. I, I mean, I, people, people who listen to this podcast oh. know that I, I have, I have a, 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 an affinity for weird things, you know, like I, my obsession with mm-hmm. Yeti, the, tw- the giant of the 20th century. Uh, I love Night of the Lepus, uh, just these weird, weird films. I cannot find it in myself to hate this movie because every time I want to hate it, really, there okay. is something there because it's not, it's, it's not just bad. It's not just bad. Like if it was bad, it's that's, earnestly bad. It's not it's just earnestly it's bad. weird. It's weird. Like the 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 weirdness <laughs> level of it is so high that I can't just be like, oh, I don't like it because this is bad. But it, every every time I want to say, every time I want to be like, oh no, this is bad. There's another thing in it that's just like, wow, that is so weird, and I don't know how to process it. <laughs> Again, Amazon's on horseback. <laughs> I don't I I just this movie is weird so... weird cavemen. Oh and man. And giant and giant robots with with boobs. It's and, and, so weird. And little and smaller robots, mechanized robots too. That the the uh, who who I was watching this movie and I thought to, and I said to myself, those look like the those look like uh, the robots from that one from the Jack Frost movie, the little uh, the uh, the stop motion Jack Frost movie. The um, what are they called in that movie? Uh, I don't know. Somebody help me out. The the Kubla Khan. I am Kubla, and you are my army. You know, do you even know what I'm talking about? Probably not. No, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you probably do not. Never mind, because it's a Christmas movie, so you probably don't know. No. Uh, but there is this. There was this movie. There was this movie done in the '80s, I think. Uh, someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it was done in the '80s, and it was based around Jack Frost, and it was this stop motion Rankin and Bass kind of movie, and uh in a similar vein if you've seen if you've ever seen like at least video clips of like rudolph the red nose right yeah yeah i know that i know what you're talking about that those those right yeah so so in that movie in that movie there is there is a russian there is a russian oligarch who tries to kidnap a, a young woman to 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 make him his wife but the Russian oligarch has no friends, so he has to make his friends slash army out of robots. And that's okay. what those robots that's what those robots remind me of. Because I'm looking I'm at like, them now on Google and yeah, I see. Oh yes, I do know this one because it was on uh it was an MST3K, a Mystery Science Theater three thousand episode was done on this. Oh, okay. Uh, so there you go. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's yeah. what that reminds me of. Uh, yeah i'm looking at the you know, now you're right is, they, 
to do. This is this is this is one of those this okay, so let me back up. Hang on. Travis, I know you don't celebrate Christmas. I know that. But would you would you take would you visit the Christmas galaxy? Would, the you, Chris- would you would you visit the Christmas would you visit the Christmas galaxy? Where where all the uh, stars are just Christmas lights that somebody left. Much, up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like we need stars. Uh, someone go to the dollar store. It's when was this movie made? I don't know. It probably was made around Christmas time. Who knows? It's like go to the store and get some Christmas lights. Okay. They don't have any white ones. We'll just use the rainbow colored ones. It's fine. Nobody will notice. Right. Yeah. No one will care. It's it's supposed to be another galaxy. Just we'll, they'll go with it. It's it's so great. Um. This movie was on Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, the one of the newer, yes. you know, with it when it was revived. Yes. Um, this was the only time, only time watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 where I'm like, I actually just want to turn off this episode and go watch this movie without them, without the commentary, because this movie is weird and and bizarre enough on its own that i don't need them talking over it to enjoy it (laughs) i did i stopped i told you the other night i was not i was honestly not enjoying it with the mst3k uh talking over it and it's just and it's and and here's the reason why i'm i don't have that kind of connection to mst3k like a lot of other people do it's funny but it's the same it's it's a hard hurdle for me to get over um, similar to you with, uh, voiceovers. I know we've talked about on this podcast, how much you hate voiceovers and it's the same. It's kind of this, it's kind of a similar thing with me where I don't watch, I don't watch, uh, movies with audio commentary turned on all that often, unless I have to, um, because I don't like being told what's funny or I don't like being told what's going on when I can just kind of see it for myself. But you, but you have to admit some of the jokes were, were I mean, yeah, some of the jokes are, some of the jokes are hilarious. Like, especially some of the jokes directed at our, uh, uh, what is, what, uh, what is it? Brillo pad McHandsome. What is his name in this movie? <laughs> Acton. Um, Acton, Acton. Like some of the jokes directed at him were pretty funny. And of course her, there were plenty co-pilot of... seems to be some kind of human Lufa hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> They uh they obviously made a lot of jokes about the scantily clad um uh uh, uh Carolyn Monroe. Uh but did she lose I more clothes up... in hyperspace? <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> oh boy. And we've seen this we've seen this act we've we've seen this actress before. She's been in a lot of movies we've already covered, or at least uh, she's been in a few movies we've already covered and a lot of movies I'm sure we've watched. She was a Bond girl at mm-hmm. one point, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, she was in The Golden Voyage of Sin. I don't think we've covered The Golden Voyage yet. Yeah, we yet, haven't gotten that we'll far get yet. To it eventually. So she, yeah. Yeah, she she was in The Golden Voyage. Uh, so she's been in a lot of movies. In fact, she is a uh, she is still acting. She's Her filmography still has a movie coming out with her in it. I think this year or the or this year, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. She's still acting. She's still around now. She's famous for being in a lot of, um, lower brow horror movies. 
Uh, she's been a lot of, she's been in a lot of hammer films, but that's where a lot of folks may know her from. Um, I mean, I, you know, not knocking hammer films. I mean, shoot, uh, what's his name? Um, Chris, uh, Christopher Lee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Lee and, you know, ones like that were in, in hammer films. So, I mean, you know, that's, no, I love hammer. Like I really like hammer Hammer films films. over the, I like hammer films. I'm not, I don't have anything against hammer films. I watched, uh, for Halloween over the Halloween, over the, over Halloween, I watched a bunch of hammer films. Cause I like those. I like classic horror instead of like modern horror. Cause modern horror, it, it just relies too much on jump scares. It's just mm-hmm. it, modern horror. Modern horror is garbage. Um, compared to some of the older stuff. Um, where was I even going with that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, hot girl, hot girl, scantily class. There we go. Uh, so her performance like all jokes aside, her performance is not terrible in this movie. It's no. not terrible. No, like it's she not. She puts on a very earnest performance. She puts on a very earnest performance in this movie. I just, like I said, there are so many other movies that have, that not not necessarily, uh, like I made the joke that, yeah, this, this could have been the Star Wars, but, you know, as big as Star Wars. But, but even just like, as far as like sci-fi kind of Star Wars clones or star wars knockoffs the mm. there are a lot of them that have gotten cult a cult following you know like mm. we mentioned war in space which was toho's yeah. kind of version um battle beyond the stars it's gotten a that was a huge huge uh um as far as like cult following um i mean even things like zardos and barbarella you know these things have have um cult followings but yet most people are you know have not heard of star crash and the fact that star crash has not had that cult following the way that like other things other like battle beyond the stars and other ones have is just mind-blowing to me because this movie as as bad as it is and yes it is bad (laughs) i mean it is bad there's there's so much weird creativity in this that is like it, it's it's drawing inspirations from like Harryhausen, you know, like we said with the giant the giant robot, uh, you know, of course being like a Talos from from uh, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, or um, Titty Talos, yeah, Titty Talos, that's what we'll call him, <laughs> call it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then then you have uh, the the golems, those robots that are very much like the the. Uh, the skeleton armies from you know the skeleton warriors that you see in like sinbad or um or again Mm -hmm. jason and the argonauts and stuff and right uh, hold on daisy is up on my desk and she's being a pain stop digging around at stuff come on come on come on get down but i'm just wondering and you you brought up a very valid point you brought up a very valid point like if we did not have something to compare this movie to say like a star Wars uh, that came before this. Like if we didn't have it to compare, would this be, would this, would this have been star Wars? Like, would this have been like the, 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 the smash hit at the box office with audiences? Like, would this have the same uh, following as those for, as that franchise has done? Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. That's the, it's that's hard the problem. To say. Like, it's hard to say because every good because it's it, what's really funny about this movie is all the good parts of this movie were stolen from other movies. Um, yeah, 
and then all and then all the weird stuff like the big rainbow fortress that never was explained or we didn't even know about at the beginning of the movie um that's the weird stuff that could have been kind of fixed in post or even uh, or fixed later on or even the fact that in the end at the I think it's like the end of the movie when uh, the bad guys actually win and they're all just mm-hmm. kind of standing around like oh well oh well better luck next time you know uh those are the kind of weird things that I saw in this movie when I when I when I stopped watching the MST3K and just kind of watched it in er- when I watched the earnest version, the earnest, the in earnest version from uh, Tubi. It's where I watched the 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 regular version. Uh, I, I just don't know. It's it's a like it's a weird, quirky little movie, and I think I just that don't know how to. I gotta look it up. Um, I think also just as a side note, you were talking about all the things that uh, that was stolen from other and stolen, quote unquote, borrowed, whatever from other movies um, or inspired from other movies that um, that uh, big floating fortress thing. Uh, it's interesting that it looks not doesn't look exactly like it, but is very similar to the idea of the big floating cathedral thing in the black hole. But the black hole came out a year after this movie. <laughs> Disney's the well, black so hole. Did, um, well, so did um, uh, 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 the Empire Strikes Back. And then there's a there's a giant star, or no, I'm sorry, not star, a planet sized weapon uh, in this movie that the that our protagonists have to defend earth against yeah but the, the uh, so, death star was in the first star wars which was which was true you know, true prior to this so i mean that so i mean okay so people people who who want will argue against this movie becoming the big hit when star you know if, if star wars wasn't around um the people who are going to nay say that is is the people who say well this movie wouldn't exist without star wars now I will say this. This is something I mean, interesting. That's a valid about, point, though. I mean, it is. But there is something interesting that Luigi Cosi, the the creator, the director of this, has always gone on record as saying that this movie was in production and he was writing and, and working on this movie before Star Wars came out. And that it was only after that, after Star Wars came out, then he was given the novelization of Star Wars and he read it. And or, or was it the novelization or or like the screenplay or whatever? Anyway, he was given something to mm-hmm. read. He never saw Star Wars. He only read the 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 screenplay of it or or the book of it, and and then he kind of made tweaks to the story that he was already creating. That's the story mm-hmm. he goes by. That's the story he right. has gone on record as saying. I was already working on this, the space opera adventure, and then Star Wars came out, and I made some tweaks to make it fit more in line with what Star Wars was like because it became popular. Uh, how much of that is true and how much of that is revisionist history? Who knows? But I just think that's mm. funny that he's gone on record. But at the same time, like I said, there's enough of this that is not drawn from star wars but drawn from other things like like i said the ray harryhausen adventure films that you can kind of see that it's like well maybe he was working on this and to be fair to be fair to 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 this movie also 
Star Wars rips off a lot of things <laughs> that were already existing back then. I mean, George Lucas was heavily inspired by a lot of the things that the movies and comics and TV shows or serials that he was watching and reading at the time. And you can you can go and find panels and, and pages from uh, uh, Valerian, the, the Valerian and Lorelei comic book, the French comic book, which is like like one to one exactly how uh, the you know, how George Lucas did it in Star Wars. And that comic came out years before Star Wars did. And George Lucas read that comic book when he was a kid. So it's just mm. one of those things of like, and, and, and you know, uh, of course, it's got a lot of Flash Gordon. It's got a lot of things like that. So and Westerns, he borrowed a lot from Westerns. So so Star Wars did that. But Star Wars was good and everybody loves Star Wars. Star Crash does it. And fades into obscurity that's what i'm that's what that's what just blows my mind it's like this movie could have been star wars <laughs> there's no reason this movie couldn't have been as big as star wars <laughs> there's there's a there's a short letterbox review i was just kind of perusing here about this movie just out of curiosity uh and this one person wrote not my thing at all, but a young Hasselhoff helps, and Hasselhoff's in the movie for like five minutes. Oh, he's in the movie. He's in the movie for like the like one, probably the last third of the movie. Like he, like he's he's a pretty important part of. I mean, he's he's in he's in this movie as much as Obi Wan Kenobi is in the original Star Wars movie. <laughs> You are just really trying to, you are really trying to make the case for this movie, aren't you? I'm really trying to make people see that Star Wars doesn't deserve your love. Star Crash does. <laughs> oh, God. No, Sweet no, Jesus. no, 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 I, I'm not. I love Star Wars. I am a huge Star Wars He fan. doesn't just... mean it, guys. He doesn't mean it. Please don't, please don't, please don't bomb our houses. <laughs> I don't want an Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. I want an L the Robot series. <laughs> God. Well, darn tootin', we're going to get ourselves a handy dandy L the Robot series. <laughs> Some of my favorite jokes from the Mystery Science Theater version of this was directed towards L. <laughs> and L shows up and they're like, I can filter water with my mouth. <laughs> 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 God. I just... okay so we we've actually kind of gushed about we've gushed about this we've gushed we've gushed about this movie we, much more quote unquote we have gushed about this movie <laughs> you have gushed about this movie <laughs> way more than we expected um you know, I came in fully. I came in fully prepared to go so hard on this movie that I almost got it pregnant. Uh, that's that's how hard that's how hard I intended to be on this movie. Oh um, God! God have mercy, Jesus! The jokes. Um, but what are some? But negative negatives. The positivity sandwich. Go. Um. So negatives for this movie. I mean, the special effects aren't great. <laughs> Uh, you mean you mean to tell me you don't like the giant hand fortress the giant hand fortress 
Oh my goodness. I love every bit of this movie, so I can't say just that. Giving, I don't... Just giving them like giving them the proverbial and literal middle finger to the rest of the universe. <laughs> I just there's God. I don't know what to say. I mean, like there is there the, the special effects are not good. The acting no, is over the top and cheesy and hammy. I mean, Very especially, much. especially count the count, the bad guy count. Uh, um, was it czar on or something like that is what, what the, he's called. Czar, czar can. No, not czar can. That's, I think that's, isn't that like some kind of, I don't know. Temple but, cream. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, but he, but, as much as like he is over the top and hammy, it also so makes the movie even more enjoyable because he's kind of like Raul Julia in Street Fighter. Like he's he is the only one who is just like really just having fun. <laughs> Come to me, golems. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay, so I. I will give I will give this I will give this movie I will give this movie some credit and say that at least the actors and the actresses in this movie took it seriously and they I would imagine they had fun with it. Yeah, I, I mean hope they even had Chris fun with it. Even well, maybe not maybe Palmer. not David Hasselhoff cuz yeah, even Crystal but why how in how did they get Christopher Plummer? Like Christopher Plummer has a pedigree of of good movies it's like somebody it's asked like he, him after he did I mean, this movie and then and, and then turned right around and went back to doing better movies yeah well i mean he's also done he's he he's one of those ones that will do he'll yeah. do a he'll do a, a bunch of them he'll do some bad ones and some good ones but he does have a pedigree i mean he's like the sound of music this he did the sound of music like more than 10 years before this movie came out um so he was already like a big star, a huge name. Uh, he's gone. Uh, he's he was interviewed and asked that question of what made him want to do Star Crash. And he said they invited him to go to Rome for like two weeks to film some scenes scenes. And he will never turn down an opportunity to go visit I Italy. So <laughs> I feel like that's a that is a um, that is a trend among some of the actors that we've talked about on these on these movies that they, I think that's like the second actor we've talked about that I know of. At least I've been a part of the, of the episode where the only reason they did the movie is so they could get a free vacation out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eric Roberts uh, has talked about, you know, uh, why he does so many terrible movies and it's, and he's like, because I get to go for two weeks to a exotic location and we film for half a day and then I get the rest of the day to myself. Like, you know, he's like, it's, it, why not? <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's really an, it's really a no, it's really a no brainer when you talk, when you think about it. Yeah, you get you get a vacation and you get paid. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> I'm like I I'm not knocking them for doing that. It's it's great, but just yeah, Christopher Plummer in this, he's the only one that does feel a little stale. But he also was playing the emperor of the universe, so you know he was kind of I guess trying to bring some gravitas to it by being very stoic. With the way he gives his lines. <laughs> and so I just, I don't Be know. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Now, okay, so this is a very dangerous question to ask, and we've already opened Pandora's box, so I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway. Um, what is something because you know more you know more about Star Wars than even I than I do. You're a bigger I feel like you're a bigger fan of Star Wars than I am. So, what are some things that this movie does better than Star Wars? Um, like I said, the for me, it's the it's the homage, if you want to call them homages to Ray Harryhausen, um, because you don't really get that in Star Wars. Star Wars, uh, you know, George Lucas was more of a fan of like your Buck Rogers and, um, you know, Buck Rogers, uh, Flash Gordon, those types of things. So those space serials that are kind of adventure stories. And and he was a fan of like uh uh pulp fiction uh not not the not the movie but the the actual pulp novels um the like like doc savage and things like that so so you get more of that kind of like pop uh or pulp type stuff influence in in uh in star wars whereas this feels like the 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 luigi colsey was a fan of ray harryhausen and some of those kind of like the big um what do you call the the epics the 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 epics like your ben hers or your your things like that and so this movie's more influenced by those types of things whereas the star wars is more influenced by like pulp adventure stories Okay. So it's, it's more like it's, 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 it's ver it's like sword and sandal versus Western. Right. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that they, they took, they took those kind of those same influences and brought them into this sci-fi fantasy kind of realm and basically created the same movie <laughs> essentially just one's a little bit better than the other. Um, but, uh, but but uh, and I, I can't get across I, I don't know if i'm getting it across i do think i definitely do think star wars is way better it's better than this movie i will say i mm-hmm. do think that star wars is better than this movie but the margin of difference in quality <laughs> is not as big as what people might be fooling themselves into thinking and that's what fascinates me about this movie is that Yes, there is a difference in quality between the original Star Wars and this movie, but but th- that 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 gap is not as wide as you would like to imagine it being. <laughs> Which is, and I just love that, and I love how, and I'm so fascinated by this movie. <laughs> I was just gonna, the only thing I was going to say is what fascinates me the most about this movie is well, one the one. One, they got Christopher Plummer. And two, for this being such a horrible movie, it's a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> for, this, for this being such a bad movie, everything in it works well. Like it's, I feel like this movie is a happy accident. It's honestly. a tight story. Like, like the screenplay it, this for this movie, is excellent. This, yeah. Yeah. The, it's it like the pay. Honestly, God, the pacing of this movie. Oh boy. I'm going to get into trouble for this. Um, the pacing <laughs> of this movie is better than star Wars. <laughs> yes. I'm gaslighting you into loving this movie. <laughs> 
you've always loved this movie. <laughs> you've never liked Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is garbage. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. No, please don't come after me, Star Wars fandom. I didn't mean it. No, no. Uh, okay, who who is who is better? Uh uh L the robot or Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> Oh crap! Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Um, uh, you don't have to answer. I was just making a joke. Yeah, El the robot. <laughs> El the robot. El the robot the is better than Jar Jar Binks. The pod fell, but uh, the pod crash landed somewhere beyond them. There hills. <laughs> The pod, the pod crash landed somewhere behind those. I just didn't no, 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 can't do Jar Jar. Nope, nope. Um, did you like the fact that the Emperor of the Universe could stop time? Uh, yes, that is a very that is a that is an epic plot convenience. Yeah, very convenient that that they can just stop time long enough for the heroes to escape the exploding planet yeah, but you, you mean you mean the hero you mean the heroes that have done absolutely nothing the last 20 minutes of this movie yeah that, that, that was heroes yeah, it was great that was great oh man that stood that basically stood there in the in the command chamber saying well oh well as all their as all the, as they're losing the battle Oh boy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We gotta get we gotta move on. Let's let's give our let's give our Godzuki scores and our final thoughts. So we okay. like to rate <laughs> we like to rate our movies out of five Godzukis instead of five stars or anything like that, because we like to embrace the silly side, if you can't tell, of giant monster movies. Uh, and or not giant monster movies, <laughs> and and so we use Godzilla's bumbling nephew as our yardstick for rating these movies. So, Michael, out of five Godzukis, what are your final thoughts, and what do you rate this? I want to hate this movie so much. <laughs> I want, I want but to hate can't. this movie. I, you can't. I sincerely, <laughs> I sincerely want to hate this movie. I do. I do. But I can't hate this movie because it was made in earnest. It was made in earnest. And that's what makes it funny. Like to be like, to be fair, when I was watching this with MST3K and they were pointing out and they were actually pointing out all the bad thing, all the things wrong with it. I didn't find that funny at all. I found it more annoying than funny. When I, when I went back to watch it, when it was just the movie, I found way more stuff that I found funny about this movie than the bots and whoever the host, I can't remember who the host was, um, was telling me what was funny. Like, uh, I don't want to like this movie. But I, can't. <laughs> I don't want to like this movie, but this is one of those movies that you can just kind of turn your brain off. It's, it's cheap. It is, it is cheap campy entertainment and we cover and I, and I, as a fan of camp, I can't hate this movie. I don't love this movie. I can't hate this movie. So, for that, I'm going to go ahead and just give it a two out of five. Godzukis. 
is. And the only reason it's getting a two is because of our lead actress, because she's very attractive and I'm easy to please. So this movie, this movie had a poster designed by Drew Struzan, like Mm -hmm. famous poster designer who designed among other things, including like uh, uh, back to the future Goonies blade runner. He also designed the star Wars posters. (laughs) he Mm -hmm. did he did a poster for this movie (laughs) i just love this movie so much um so okay here's my final thoughts and i'll give my godzuki score so my final thoughts i have talked about this movie enough that i don't need to really kind of run through everything again what i want to use this segment to say is listeners danny damana nathan if you're listening whoever if anybody has this information and can tell me who owns the rights to this movie and if the rights have lapsed at all and if it's in the public domain at all, because I would absolutely love to write a comic book or novelization adaptation of this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because the story... The story and characters are not what's bad in this movie. The The screenplay is tight. The story is tight. Everything is well done. If not, you know, if not ripping off, you know, other things like Star Wars and stuff. But then, like I said, Star Wars right. does that too. So bite me, Star Wars fans. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I, I think that I, it, what what really fails it is that it, the, the budget wasn't there to really make this the big epic that it should have been. I think that this movie could have been a huge epic adventure, but it just was it was relegated to being a low budget yeah. sci-fi film. And so I think that if you took in and you adapted it into a comic book or a novel adapt it in a way to where budget doesn't matter and you have full creative freedom to really expand out this universe into whatever you want it to be this could be a a an absolutely insane cosmic adventure story and i would really love to find out if anybody if the rights if anybody does have the rights rights or if the rights have lapsed on this and if it can be adapted in some way, because I would love to see it and I would love to do it because it is just so great. Um, I mean, okay. If they're going to do, if they're going to do a comic book adaptation to dinosaur war, Eisenborg. Sure. <laughs> do a comic book at it. Do a, do a comic book adapta- adaptation to star crash. Sure. I mean, Go there was it. a, there was a short, there was a short run comic book series, uh, adaptation of Barbarella. So, I mean, it's like, why not? Why not this? I mean, this is exactly the type of thing that should be adapted in that way. Um, this isn't like a, a Yeti or uh, a a um, a Night of the Lepus where yes those movies are really bad and I love them I love mm. them in kind of a uh, well I do I mean I just I genuinely do love them but it, it is kind of with a with a, a sense of irony because of loving them because of how bad they are but I genuinely right. think that there is some something really weird about this movie. And there's something very fascinating. I don't think it's a good movie. I absolutely agree. It's a bad movie, but there's something fascinating 
about how bad it is and mm. and the and the creative decisions made in it like you know cuz sure. cuz you th- they think you think they were they were wanting to do a low budget sci-fi film but yet they did stop motion and stop motion is not a mm-hmm. low budget thing i mean we that's the reason why the giant claw went with a marionette instead of stop motion because it was so expensive so they obviously right. like they were they made some really weird and kind of interesting creative decisions with this movie that i'm just like i i don't know i find it extremely fascinating uh and so Mm. i can't find it in myself to to hate it uh and so because of that but recognizing that yes strip all of that away it is still a bad movie i am going to give it a two and a half out of five godzookies but this might be the first movie since the giant claw that i will give it two scores whereas like (laughs) reviewer travis gives it two and a half but drunk travis who's just having fun and just enjoying the Uh, heck out of the bizarre weirdness would probably give it four or five (laughs) i mean okay that's that that that's 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 fair that's fair sure all right and so you know but side sidebar i real and I, you an audio listener you tell us if this is some is this is if this is award-winning content you want <laughs> would you would you guys like a a drunk episode between me and travis oh god and and if so if so we'll let you know and you guys can pick the movie there we go i've said it <laughs> oh god we'll watch super monster and drink and drink wine and beer the whole time and and see what happens (laughs) no i think that's when we finally need to review yeti (laughs) oh boy Uh, oh boy all right moving into the next segment of the podcast and do you know what the next segment is michael is it the mailbag it is the mailbag What's in the mail today? And you can be featured on the mailbag segment by sending us a letter to kaijuweekly at gmail.com or you can tweet us at kaijuweekly. And if you do that, we will read it out on the podcast. Please do that. We love hearing from you guys. We love interacting with you guys. So if you have questions or comments, please send them through. We have one from our co-host in common and uh, sometimes guest on this podcast and friend, Nathan Marchand, who sent us a nice long letter uh, criticizing me. <laughs> Not really. Uh, about a recent, but, but the, the, the email involved is about a recent episode that we did. Um, so I'll go ahead and read it. He said, sure. Travis and Michael, I've been listening to your latest episode on Gareth Edwards' Monsters and was so shocked by Travis's interpretation of the film, as well as a glaring omission about its making, that I had to write you an out-of-character email about it. Because, of Uh course, he's... uh, For anybody who doesn't know, Nathan has another podcast called Monster Island Film Vault. In it, he plays kind of a heightened version of himself that is kind of a character or a caricature of himself. Uh, so this this mm. email is written out of character. Uh, this is this is uh, pure 
unadulterated Nathan. Uh, so he this says, is the full. This is the. Are you saying this is the full Marchand instead this is of the, the full, full Marchand? This is the full Marchand. Okay. Uh, so he says, "Strap in." Uh, he said, "While Travis's story or idea, strap on, <laughs> strap on the full Marchand." <laughs> While Travis's story idea about Mexican characters trying to flee to the U.S. to escape the creatures is quite compelling, it would have made for a much better sequel than what we got because we didn't really talk about in that episode, but there is a sequel to Monsters. Um, that we will review at some point on this podcast. Uh, he says, it's a mistake to say having white characters undermines the actual themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael was right when he suggested that the film re- reverses the situation by putting the white characters in a position where they are the ones trying to escape across the U.S.-Mexico border, thereby forcing the characters and perhaps the audience to be more empathetic. Regardless, Edwards went on record as saying on the Blu-ray special features that there was no intended political messaging in the film. Now, talk of a border wall was happening even in 2010. Uh, it's been around longer than a lot of people realize. So, you know, it, it wasn't just um, with Donald Trump becoming president that, that the border wall, and, and which I knew that. I think we even mentioned that on the episode. Yeah, we, I think we mentioned that. Like it's, we just, that, that, we just didn't know when specifically the, it started. Yeah, the idea of that's been around since the, the Bush administration. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, I know because I'm researching that subject uh, for a Monsters in my FV episode for the Monster Island Film Vault. Uh, but in this case, I think that merely informed though that it that I think that merely informed the world building in this film as opposed to being a one to one allegory. The wall here is to keep dangerous creatures out, not people. This sort of thing is seen in other books and films such as World War Z, where Israel builds a wall to keep zombies out. It fails horribly, by the way. My point is this. If the creator says there's no intended politics, I believe him. Contrary to what postmodern critical theory will tell you, the author is not dead. So authorial intent matters. One last thing. I'm surprised you didn't mention that Monsters has a unique feature. Edwards didn't so much have a script as a story outline. He told the actors what story beats needed to be made in each scene, but told them to improvise the lines. That's why the dialogue sounds weirdly natural. It's an experimental facet that makes this indie film interesting. Keep on podcasting. Sincerely, Nathan Marchan. Um, Nathan, I uh, will thank you, first of all, for the email. I do want to point out a few things, though. Uh, so indulge mm-hmm. me for a minute, Michael. In Uh-oh. the episode, we do mention in the episode that that... Uh, my idea that I had where it was Mexican care, uh, you know, Mexican characters or characters from South America, Central America, wherever, who are trying to reach, uh, to cross the border into America. We said that obviously wasn't the intent of the, of, of what Gareth Edwards was going for. And, and we, and we even mentioned, and I think even you brought out that, you know, obviously that, that the, the, the allegory that can be brought up here is you know there or or i think we both even mentioned how gareth edwards was probably trying to have american audiences relate more to the characters so you know an an american audience is not going to relate to about that yeah they're not going to relate to people trying to escape a country to get to another country 
when they're already in the country that the most people are, you know, the, the people are trying to escape to. So, so he instead did it the other way where it's people from this country trying to get back. Daisy, stop, mm. stop it. No, <laughs> no. So, so we did mention that in, in the episode. Mm. Uh, I do think that in the, uh, the, the author is not fully dead. I, I'm one of those ones who doesn't subscribe to the idea that the author is completely dead, you know, or, or that, that a creator's, a creator's intent doesn't matter at all. I do think that a creator's intent does matter, but I also think you can still draw something outside of what the creator intent intended. And if that's what you, that's the inspiration you get from it, then that's just part of art. The art can inspire something, even if it's not what the, the creator intended. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not on one, 100% on one side or the other. I think that both, both viewpoints are okay. And I think that, you know, that anyway, that's, that's, that's where I feel fall on that note. So how does that apply to this situation? I think that, yes, I think that it's clear Gareth Edwards didn't really, he wasn't doing, like, I think we even compared it to um, Blumkamp, who did District 13. No, District, District 13. District 9. District, District 9. <clears throat> Blumkamp, who did District 9. Um, uh-huh. That, uh, that, you know, that, that movie wore its politics on its sleeve. It was so obviously... Uh, political and, and and had a message to to tell and and wanted to tell it through the 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 lens of the sci-fi story whereas gareth edwards is a little bit more vague because he didn't necessarily have an intended message he just kind of drew inspiration from the world that he was living in which did have these elements in it but not fully trying to push that to the front but I still right. think that that you can draw those those parallels there, and I think that drawing those parallels, you know, in it, even if that's not what he intended, is still a, a part of how we experience art. And so I think that that's that's fine. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that what I what I said undermines the themes of the movie because if Gareth Edwards didn't really have a lot of themes are like those strong themes that he wanted to put towards the front then me saying well i think that this is what you could do to make this have a stronger message is not a bad thing and i don't think that mm-hmm. undermines what he's doing well it's it's what's interesting <clears throat> what's interesting is there have been plenty of there have been plenty of films uh even in the kai well in in the kaiju genre that have gotten a reevaluation. Now, if you take the take the original Kong thirty three for example, the original Kong thirty three, the author, the uh, sorry, the director and the creator has said in 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 past that he did not intend to make a film about that talks about slavery. Uh, those. Uh, evaluations of that film came afterwards. Like that was not the intent of Kong 33 to highlight the, the evils of slavery that all that stuff came later, but that doesn't, that doesn't devalue uh, talking about these films and looking at films from that perspective. Uh, Mm. Like you said, you can draw out whatever you can draw out, whatever you want to from a movie 
I do believe that the I, I do believe that the art the the author intent is important. Knowing what the author intended, I think that is an important consideration to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that that I'm not saying that Nathan is entirely wrong there. Um, I'm just saying that the way you, the way I think it was the way you said it was the way we interact with movies and the way we interact with media, um, is the beauty of that is we can draw our own conclusions. Now let's take it, let, let's take it a step further and, uh, let's talk about what Nathan and I do on the power trip. D- did the creators of the power Rangers franchise, d- uh, decide that, um, there was these, these very deep themes that that Nathan and I try to pull out of them maybe not uh, maybe so or maybe not but that's the way we're interacting with and interpreting that particular form of media um so while while the artist while the art while the artist author director while that intent is important um i think it's also a valid uh it's also a valid thing to take into consideration that you're also that you also need to um, consider you, you also need to leave room for the audience to draw their own conclusions is Mm -hmm. what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. I think, well, I think that there's, there's two ways that uh, filmmakers do things, you know, who, who are trying to send a message. There's, there's filmmakers who are trying to purposely steer people in a direction of, of a certain message. And then there's people who are, there's directors who want to leave it up to the audience to decide for themselves. So they leave it kind of vague. Mm. And, and with, with Gareth Edwards doing this movie, it was kind of left up to the audience because he didn't want, he didn't want to steer them in any particular direction. He didn't have an intended direction to steer them towards. So sure because of that it is left up to the audience the audience can draw their their own own values and their own um you know uh inspirations and their own ideas from that and and that's part of art you know art uh, uh, you know whatever the art is um i i just think you know no i do i do i dislike what gareth edwards did no no i just for me i was saying i think that it would have been a more interesting story and it could have, it could have done, which like, I guess is Nathan's point. It's doing what Gareth Edwards didn't want to do, which is steer people towards a specific uh, message. Mm -hmm. And that message probably would have been stronger if you had characters who were not American trying to escape to America Whereas, you know, the film didn't do that. The film had Americans trying to get back to America. And and because of that, I think it just, it comes down to, for my idea for the story would have been directing the audience towards a message that I intended them to take away. Mm-hmm. Whereas Gareth Edwards didn't have an intent, an intended message, or at least that wasn't the intended message. So it wasn't steering them towards it. So, so that's what I say. I, I don't think, I never said that the movie would have maybe i did say the movie would have been better i don't know but it would have been better for me anyway if i did say mm-hmm. it that way i meant it as it would have been better for me I, I, honest to god I, honestly i don't remember i don't yeah remember i can't what remember we what i would say I would, <laughs> but yeah so i think i think that bottom line is what i just said was you know like i think that my idea of the story what i think would have made it more interesting for me is if it was actually like steering 
you in a direction of a certain message. And that message for me would have been better told with, you know, Central American Mexican citizens trying to escape to the United States. Whereas Gareth Edwards, like Nathan was saying, didn't really have Mm. that intended idea. And so he didn't do that. And so it was just a different, it's a difference in what uh, what the intent of of the story is and what i want the story to be and for me personally Mm. i just i still think it would have been a more interesting story i I still think it would have been a better story so i that it's just going to come down to me and nathan just aren't going to agree on this particular subject or in this particular topic (laughs) but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no i no that like i said that's that's fair i think what we i think what we just i think the i think the the criticism is the criticism anyway uh i think the criticism is fair and i think it's i think it's fair and i think it's valid um but I, but like you said, I just don't think that you and you and Nathan were going to agree on that. On, on yeah, no, and, and that's and fine. Honest, and honestly, I don't remember. And honestly, I don't remember exactly what we said. Right. Um, that's the thing. Too. I don't I honestly don't remember, remember exactly what, what I said. I wish I remember. I wish I could remember exactly what we said just to make sure that we're because um, I always want to be intellectually honest with what, with everything I say. Mm-hmm. But in the but since I don't remember what we said i can't necessarily comment on it yeah but i think i think it it comes down to i think because nathan nathan is is making a comment about something that i what i intended i may not have said it properly and so and so this will be kind of what i just finish off this conversation with what i intended Mm -hmm. as just an opinion which is i think i think the movie would have been better if it had done this because then the mess it would have pushed a message forward that I think could have been a good message and would have been an interesting message in the context of sure. a kaiju film. Whereas Nathan's like, well, but that's not what the filmmaker intended and that's not what he wanted to do. And it's like, yes, okay, I get that. But that still doesn't change my opinion, which is I still think it would have been better if it had done it. So, so it is just one of those things of like, it, you know, he, he's, we're just, it's not that we're not agreeing. It's more of like, well, this is just my opinion. This is what I think would make the film better. And he's like, well, I don't think the film needs to be improved on because I like the film the way it is. And it's just, you know, and that's fair. And, and, and that's, that's fair. fair. And that's part of art. Art can be something that two people can Subjective. enjoy. Yeah. In different ways and it, and take in in different ways and appreciate for different reasons. And that's totally fine. Goes back to kind of what we were talking about with how, how the audience interacts with art does matter you know yes the author's intent is still important but i think that there is uh there is a a an argument to be made for how the audience reacts to it more than how the the right. author intends it yeah i just the be, like i said the best example i could come up with was king kong 33 yeah because yeah. that movie because that movie has been analyzed oh, yeah. from that movie has been so scrutinized over the last uh, several decades. And regardless of what the, uh, I'm not going to repeat myself, but regardless of what the director or the create, what the writer director, whatever of, of that movie says, it's still fair to analyze it and view it from your own perspective. Cause that's the nature of art. That is the, that's the nature of kind of what we do. We view things from our own perspective uh, and we draw our own conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but thank you, Nathan. Uh, you know, we're, we're still good. 
we're still friends and we're still co-hosts <laughs> of the henchmen you know like yeah. we're not, yeah uh, we're acquainted. It got a little. It got a little. It got a little. It got a little dicey there for just a second. But uh, no, I, 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 I think that this is <laughs> no, no. It's fine. I pro. I'm. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, if you want to send us uh, an email, even if it is to criticize something that we have said, um, include the quotes because we don't remember what we say. <laughs> so we need help it's true uh but if you want to email us and have it read out on the podcast and and include something that we can have a discussion sometimes we have deep discussions it's funny that we have a really deep discussion about you know artists intentions and audience you know interaction with art (laughs) right after about star Star crash (laughs) what do you think the intent was with star crash no (laughs) It doesn't matter. I appreciate it. The intent with Star Crash was boobs. I don't know if that was the only intent. Okay, there, it's, there not, are, it's not. It's looking not. Looking at Italian, other Italian films, That is, this one's much tamer this is, than this other is, Italian films. I was going to say, this is, this is much more... Uh, this is much more uh, uh, this is much more G-rated or even PG-rated uh, compared to some Italian films that I'm sure we've. Nat's Rats Night of Terror, just throwing this out there, is a is a is an Italian film. Go watch it. It's awful, but it's incredibly entertaining. <laughs> Anyway, so you can you can send us your emails uh, at kaijuweekly at gmail.com or at kaijuweekly on Twitter, and we will read them out on the podcast. And like I said, it, whether it's silly and we have some silly discussion or whether sometimes it's a deeper discussion that we can really get into mm-hmm. some deeper discussions. We can do both. You know, get you a podcast that can do both. Uh, <laughs> it's us. <laughs> and uh, so the only other thing that we normally do would be to read out the trivia question for the hinting to next week. But uh, but I couldn't come up with a trivia question. So I'm just going to tell you what the topic is next week. Next week, we're covering season two of Ultraman on Netflix. Yay! Yay! I have opinions. I'm sure you do. And I probably will once I watch it. (laughs) I have opinions. And so to close out this episode, I'm going to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly. All the links to our social media, as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to our trivia questions to our email kaijuweekly at gmail.com we also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported kaiju ramen magazine we are still hard at work we have had some setbacks uh we're going to give a we're going to give an update to everyone um that has supported kaiju ramen uh, magazine volume one we're going to send out an update probably on twitter and also on kickstarter so be sure to keep an eye out for a message uh that just kind of gives an update on everything that's happening um we had a few setbacks yep. for it so we're we're a little behind on our what our schedule was for it but everything is still moving forward we're not we're not taking the money and running uh uh what uh, steve miller band uh, style 
Ooh, Whoa, take the money and run. No, we're not doing that. We 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 are we are hard at work getting it put together. So, and if you don't know what Kaiju Ramen Magazine is, and you have never uh, checked out any of our side projects that we work on, like the magazine or our other podcasts, Henshin Men or the Power Trip, you can check out all of that on Kaiju Ramen media.com and see what all kind of kaiju and tokusatsu goodness we have available for you yep and there's one more thing you can do to help support this show and that is by leaving us a five-star rating or review on apple podcasts and what that's going to do is that's what that's going to help put this show in front of other kaiju and tokusatsu and campy sci-fi fans just like you uh so yeah if you want to leave us a review you want to leave if you want to leave us a rating great we will accept it we we love those but if you want to leave us a review and uh tell us what you like and even kind of what you would like to improve about the show we're totally open and we will read that feedback on a future episode of the podcast yeah and so to close out this episode, I'm going to say help control the Acton population. Have your Hasselhoffs spayed or neutered. Can I hassle your Hoff? <laughs> Pam Anderson's boobs are kaiju. This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.